I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, ma. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The real Brian show. It's Friday. What better way to end your week than by wasting an hour with us? Miss Ice is back. We're nerding out on a lot today. We have some great TV shows and movie reviews for you. And as always, we're going to have fun. By the way, this is me right now with the stay-at-home order. I can't stand it anymore. I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. Calm down. Get a hold of yourself. Just please let me handle this. Calm down. Now get back to your seat. I'll take care of this. Calm down. Calm down. Get a hold of yourself. Do you want another phone? <laughs> Everything's gonna be all right. Sister, please handle this. Okay, fine, fine. I'll stay at home for another freaking month. <sighs> Let's rock it. I'm going to share that clip, by the way, on the show notes because you need to hear that. You need to see it. That is me. I can't stand it anymore. I've got to get out of here. Was, I've got to. I've got to. Was, that, oh. was that airplane? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> oh, man. What a great movie. That's that's a movie to watch. I sent it to my aunt, by the way, who is a pilot, and she and I just absolutely love airplane, and she just started crying from laughing so hard. I said, this is me right now. I'm going crazy. Captain Influence. How are you? What? Oh, I'm, I, I think I'm going to do this whole episode talking like Tiger King. Thank you. Uh, hey, what what was it? Was that interference know. or was that was somebody? Interference, but I am the little lion, so uh, I'm not entirely sure what's going on. What? How are you, by the way? Are you having a good? You're sur- you're surviving this, right? What is that? So wait, like, are you talking to me or the interference? Sounds like the aliens from, you know, when Abed did it on Community. He's like, sorry guys, I was talking too fast. Apparently, oh. I said hello. I'm here too. Wait a minute. Is it true? Yeah, if, you, if you go back and play that really slow, yeah. that'd be really funny. She'd be like, hello. This can't be real. This, this cannot be real. Are you really the real Miss Ice? I am the real Miss Ice. Oh, welcome back. Thanks, man. Yay. Do you know how long it's been since I've heard your voice? Oh, yeah. That I don't know, because sometimes I just imagine that you replay clips of our old <laughs> shows together and with think a candle. Voice. I <laughs> cannot confirm nor deny that. She's got a TRB shrine in her bedroom. <laughs> yeah, you're. That's how you're. No wonder you don't miss me. You're, yeah, you're like I just this, have a montage of your shows going on with so. with my pictures and it's like you're always here. Yeah, yeah, no wonder. I'm like, it's been so long. You're like, it's only been five hours. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's been five what? months. Awkward. Oh. <laughs> well, so the TRB shrine oh. is in your bedroom. Wow, that is. I am neither confirming nor denying that it is in my bedroom. I would like to see a picture. Please send it. This will be exciting. I will not do that. I am neither confirming nor denying that I am wearing pants right now. Well. We all know what that means. <laughs> Who does on this show? Does anyone ever wear pants on this show? You know, to be perfectly honest, usually I do, but oh. um, hmm. today you're not. But today you're just not going to tell us. Um, hey, the dot 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 is implied. All right. Hmm. Well, you have seen the video of the woman on Zoom, right? This no. was a, a Zoom meeting that was, you know, it was like a video going. No, around. I haven't. Oh, no. so you know, I'm not a, on social media, so I have no clue. No, it was it was from probably Mike or somebody in our our. Slack oh, I mean, yeah. our discord group. No, I mean, it was like a group of people meeting for business and well, you know how everybody has like a box with their video on it. It's usually yeah, just their yeah. face. She gets up, starts walking, does her thing, goes into the bathroom, puts her phone down, drops her pants and sit down on the toilet. And right everybody's there. like, oh, oh my gosh. That's awesome. And then everybody's oh, like, no. and then she realizes that she forgot to turn her camera off. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, very real. You don't see anything inappropriate, by the way, but still, it's just like, oh, that's embarrassing. Just the fact that she did it. Oh well, and I'd be kind of pissed if I were her at whoever released that video to everyone in the world. So. Oh, yeah. Somehow that got around <laughs> yeah, very fast. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. mean. I know, but it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. 
have you guys seen the SGN video that John Krasinski released? Oh, no, Good but News I've, Network? I've seen it advertised. I haven't watched it. Okay. You have to watch it all the way to the end because okay. it's super funny. Like the, the very end clip is super funny. But. And SGN stands for some good news, right? I think so. Yeah. Or something right. good or I don't know. Some good news. sounds right. Yeah. Okay. The logo was drawn by his daughters. It's, it's amazing. Nice. It's like the best thing that has happened in the last two months. <laughs> Besides <laughs> Which, the TRB you know, shrine. I mean, well, right. Yeah, of course. And the, I mean, the, and the shrine. So yeah, other than those two things. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify, but yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. All right. So we'll check it out. The SGN by John Krasinski, by the way, for those of you like John Krasinski, who is that? He was Jim on the office. There you go. Mm-hmm. And you for his go first up. interview, when he's doing the show, it's the 15 year anniversary of the office. Oh my so gosh. he interviews Steve Carell. Uh, I did it's hear about that. Really nice. good. Has it really been 15 years since that show started? <laughs> oh my <Told> gosh <laughs> you know what's funny is like listening to friends now you know people who are like in college and they're like yeah we're watching the office for the first time and i'm thinking that's cool i mean i'm glad they're watching it baby. and they're just loving it and i thought this is great yeah you guys were five when it came out yeah. that's precious oh, well that's i mean to be fair that's like us watching Oh, I'm not going to love boat. Exactly. boat. I was just thinking yeah. the love boat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Something from our parents. We, we were on the wavelength there, man. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was thinking, what's the worst 80s show I could. Yeah. Think of? The love boat. Yeah. The love boat. Yeah. Oh, what a bad. Grandpa, do you know this show called mash? It's super good. <laughs> hey, that was a good show. My parents loved that show. Actually. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just too. love it when young people try to ask like about old things, yeah. you know, that yeah. were so much part of our pop culture, but you know, weren't of there. I wish young people would ask me more about stuff like that. I'm one of those yeah. guys. I'm going to be that dude in the old folks home. If I live that long, who won't shut up about how things were when I was younger. You ever, you ever heard of that really old group, like really old called Evanescence? Oh my gosh. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Ancient. And I'm, I'm going to be Ancient. blasting Def Leppard in my room. And they're going to be, Mr. Johnson, you, you can't be blasting Def Leppard, whoever this is. But these guys rock, man. Dude, Def Leppard is going to be like, you know, it's going to be like as old as Mozart by the time you start blasting that. I hope so. We'll see if they stand <laughs> the test of time. They will. So far, so good. I mean, there's a couple songs that are standing the test of time so far. And everybody knows. Yeah, there's a few. They're Take out fire. there. All right. So first of all, how are you liking the Monday Unleashed interviews so far? This oh, is okay. for all y'all. Oh, people. this is that 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 kind of question. This okay, is, this is all a rhetorical y'all rhetorical question? No, this is a no. This is definitely a not rhetorical. Question. Yeah. So this is a broad question. Now, granted, Captain, what what do you think? I know you've been listening oh, to him. So, dude, I love the Monday episodes, and that's that's what I've been missing from the show. And I've said it before, and I won't shut up about it. Heck, fire! I really miss those episodes. So keep them up, man. All keep right, them up. Well, daggum. Now, here's the thing: if you have not had a chance to listen, I do know with everything that's been going on. People are out of their routines. They're not driving right now as much. And so, you know, your, your podcast listening habits are probably a little behind, which is okay. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a break on Monday coming up just so that you can catch up. You got to catch up. If you've yeah. not listened to these episodes, you got to go through them. So we got four of them so far, four weeks in a row already. It's crazy. Blue Phoenix was our first. He talked about his cardiac arrest coming back from essentially the dead for 11 minutes, leading to kidney failure and how he has been responding like a superhero and overcoming all of this. So really, really good interview. Go check that one out. Second week, fantastic came on talking about some fantastic advice and tips on how to make the most of this time right now. And then of course, Abel James second time on the show. You remember him, lots of nerding out health tips and how he and Allison are overcoming carbon monoxide poisoning. That was interesting. Mm. And then of course this week was Nick Armstrong on, Oh my gosh. So he's a local guy, great friend, how to reclaim your identity while dealing with physical distancing and isolation right now. So some really, really good stuff. Extremely positive. Check all four of those episodes out. If you have not listened yet, catch up. And then, of course, we'll be back next Friday. But then the following Monday, we'll uh, resume the interviews. But just want to give you a little bit of a break since we've had the Picard reviews, too. It's been a lot of content. But yeah, yeah, we've got three interviews ready to go. So just a matter of uh, catching you all up. Okay. In the meantime, we're going to get the BS out of TRBS right here and right now. Oh, daggum. Hit it. All right. So tell you what, you know, um, I think the last time you were on Miss Ice, we were tell you wedding and I don't think we've done it since. So something about you brings out the hick in me. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I thought it was Tiger King. Oh, 
That'll bring out the hick in anybody. Well, daggum, we'll, we'll get into that. I now, forgot about that. I'm going to tell, tell you what. You what uh, <laughs> this physical distancing has been the greatest thing the that has greatest ever, thing ever happened yep. to me. And I'm having like the best time of my life ever. Wow. Said the real Brian. We are never, so never, yeah, on the same say. wavelength. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, you said that. In fact, I believe that I wrote that because I was channeling. You, like I was like in yeah. contact with you. Is that yeah. true? You were you were bringing out the deepest, well, the deepest your deepest secret, desire. It's really not a secret. Your deepest <laughs> desire. Yeah, you're surfacing the my reality right now. You were praying to my shrine and I just knew that I needed to write that down. That's what it was. Is that true that, though? That was, that was the connection. Yeah. Uh, no, that's I not mean, true. I mean the actual like, but like, are you, are you, are you asking like for reals? <laughs> is this the best time of my life? <laughs> Maybe not, but I mean, <laughs> I know you love isolating. <laughs> I, I mean, introvert. I have zero problem with this at all. Like, yeah, I miss my mom because she's been exposed to some people who have possibly been exposed. So it's ah, like, you know, degrees of separation. But I mean, she and I have a solid enough relationship that I'm confident a couple months of isolation isn't going to hurt that. So we talk a lot and we do Zoom calls and, Good. you know, all the normal stuff, but everything else about this. So the thing that I keep telling people is that this whole social distancing, self-isolation thing has removed that piece of my life where I have to pretend like I want to leave my house. And so by not having to pretend like I want to go out, I'm actually reducing my stress levels like <laughs> enormously. Interesting. And so I think I'm like during this time, I'm going to be able to really find a place of comfort where after it's all over, I'm going to know how to balance everything a lot better. I can already feel Good. it starting to set in, you know, be like, okay, these are the things that I really value when I go out and meet with people. And and these are the times when I know I should not leave my house because of the stress that's building up. Yep. So it's actually been a very good time of self-reflection. Good. Well, oh, like you've always said, be picky and choosy. Exactly. Yep. Way to put a good silver lining on a bad situation. I love it. Yeah, poop in the ice cream. <laughs> no, not not this time. Oh, wait, wait. It's that, it's She's no, she's picking the poop out that, of the ice cream. That's what I meant. Right yeah, 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 yeah. So now it's good again. It's white ice cream again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Those are not chocolate <laughs> chips, but hey. So I'm glad, though, because we all need that right now is the, the silver lining. Looking for the good things coming out of the stronger, yeah. coming out of the And it really has better. to be like a choice every day that you, you choose to find something to be joyful about yeah. and to celebrate because otherwise we're all just going to go crazy and there's going to be a bunch of crazy people who come out of self-isolation and just wreak havoc and it's well that's already happening but yeah I, well it's definitely already happening but yeah. it's going to happen in larger numbers agreed a couple months I'm just, down the road here I'm just really glad that the internet in general has been able to more or less handle the added stress you know Not from too. more people being on it all the time at least at home, you know, because at, at, you know, when people in normal times, when people go to their place of business, they're on the internet there too. But I don't know what I'm talking about. Number one, <laughs> but, but it just felt, it seems to me like That's when beautiful. everybody's at home, they're using the internet and they're still on the internet. So is, is there real? Okay. Let's, let's just captain influence. Stop for a second. There's a burden on Think certain services this. like zoom, Netflix, some of the streaming things. Yes. But as far as the okay. internet in general, that's, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Has anything really changed for some reason I had in my head that it's more stress now, but then as I started blabbing my lips just now, I realized, wait a minute, is it really any different? You know, People are just accessing it from their home instead of at work. You just actually gave us the perfect real life example of what most of us are doing right now. We're <laughs> speculating really? on everything and once yeah. we start to talk it out, we start to realize, well, wait a minute. Is that really true or not? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a good exercise, by the way. I've heard so many rumors now from everybody. Everybody. It's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize this was going on down there. And I'm like, it's not. Where did you hear that? So it. So, yeah. Good. Good job. Thank you. you just, yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop yourself. Take account. Yeah. Think about what you're saying or thinking and do it in front of a live studio audience. There you go. Well, it's not really a live studio audience, but I yes, just like to say, say that because yeah. I grew up with that phrase. Yeah. It's like a live studio audience, except <laughs> we're not live. We're actually not real. So who knows? And we're what not we wearing are. pants. That is true. So what else are you doing, Miss Ice? I mean, anything exciting going on right now or, or, or beneficial besides your isolated exciting dream? Or beneficial. <laughs> My isolation dream. Your deepest desires. Um, 
Well, I think the other really cool thing that has come out of the self-isolation is that I'm making all my own food, which nice. I'm pretty sure, like, I make my own food. I know how to cook, but I don't do it every day or mm -hmm. I haven't, you know, since basically moving out of my parents' house because I enjoy eating out with friends and that often a meal is the only time I can get together with people. So yeah. I eat out a lot. So I really like this return to making all my own food again. And I, I knew that I always would, but it's a really hard habit to break. Going out to eat is just so easy. And you know? fun. And fun. Yeah. yeah. I I'm such a good cook. I, I, <laughs> I Everything I make is gold. So I just, I'm so used to making my own food already. So I, I'm glad you're discovering that, uh, Emily. Yeah. I hope that your food tastes as good as mine. I'm sure it doesn't. I'm still, <laughs> I'm going back to like my old favorites. I make a lot of soups, a lot of chilies. Nice. And um, I yeah. love like brats on the grill. Oh, oh, that sounds so good. So Dick it's fire. not all totally healthy stuff, but it's all good. Uh, one funny thing is I have we talked about my addiction to popcorn on the show at all? Yes, but please yeah, continue. A long time ago. Yes, I want to hear I more. Mean, there are a lot of nights where <laughs> prior to COVID that I would have popcorn for dinner. Like, and that, that goes back to, to college. Yeah. And thank you, mom, for that one. But uh, I mean, like we sit down when I'm at my mom's for movie night, you know, she'll make a batch of popcorn and be like, oh, did you want some too? <laughs> and then make another batch. Yeah. Well, when, when, and so we all both have a batch of popcorn and eat the whole thing. It's crazy. Yeah. When Sarah and I were there, you guys had popcorn every oh, night crazy. and it was yeah. a lot of popcorn and it was so yeah. funny. And I was like, this is great. I forgot about that. I'm yeah. so glad you were able to witness that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, uh, so right before the isolation stuff came into like full effect, my popcorn popper broke. Oh, no. So I, I had a friend visiting from Scotland and she was so fascinated by this popcorn popper that I had because you could watch it spin, you know, and then pop inside of the clear bowl and air popper, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, it's not. It's an oil popper. Oh, but, even better. That's right. I remember that but, thing. So it broke and now I've just been using a pot over the stove, which I realize <laughs> is almost actually more efficient. It's way cleaner. So part of my personality is that I really need to understand the way things work. And a lot of times the only way for me to do that is to completely take something apart in order to see all of the pieces and then put it back together again. And so I took apart my popcorn popper to figure out what was wrong, found out it was a piece that there was no way I was going to get another piece of, or if, even if I did, you know, it would be just cheaper to buy a new popcorn popper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I was so disgusted by the inside of that popper that I decided I don't want to buy another popcorn popper. If you don't know what these are, the brand is called Stir Crazy. And it's just like, it's about the size of an overlarged plate where there's a spinning metal rod in the middle that, you know, moves the popcorn around inside of the oil. And then mm -hmm. as it heats up, all of the popcorn starts to pop. But, huh. but uh, so there's a plastic or hard plastic shell to it so that it can stand on the counter. But in between the plate where the popcorn rotates and the shell, there's this slight gap where oh. if oil gets into it and goes down, that's where the awful smell of like burnt oil and stale oil comes from. Ugh. It was just caked down there. Oh. Everything about it was a sticky and caked and it was awful. And I'm like, this is disgusting. It is so much easier to just make this in a big pot on the stove. Yeah. Then try to manage this thing and then eventually breaks anyway. So that's how our friend that was is doing a really it. fun learning experience. Yeah. I, I got to ask a quick question. What's your poison, Miss Ice? Is it uh, butter or is it Parmesan cheese or both? I actually like it with just a little bit of sea salt and that's all. Oh. I don't like a lot of flavor on it. I'm a purist. It's boring. Okay. All right. What, <laughs> when, my, when my dad used to pour <laughs> salt on it, I would... I would call it Botox <laughs> because it would just go. make my lips flare. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We tried all kinds of stuff. We've been making it with coconut oil recently and I like oh, it better. Yeah. It, I do love it with coconut oil. Yeah. It gives it, I don't know if it's, it feels like it makes it a little bit crispier, um, mm -hmm. but not in a bad way to like just the right thing, but it's that, I don't know. It's just really nice. And then you can add whatever there's you a, want to it, it. There's a very different flavor to it. Yeah. And, and I love the smell of, coconut oil that's melting or yeah too. it's beautiful heat it yeah heat mm. it thank you yes no it's good that we've got that we, we tried all kinds of stuff we did the kettle corn where a friend of ours had exactly what you were talking about 
you could do the coconut oil and then you'd put a little bit of sugar in it and stuff like that and just kind of make it like kettle corn. And it actually did. It was amazing how it worked. But there's all kinds of we, we were doing stuff like that, too, where it's like the different types of seasoning you could throw on it. And we did one that had salt, pepper and garlic and butter. And it was so good. Oh, my gosh. Totally recommend it. Well, fun. You're making me hungry. That pot idea, though, I'm telling you, man, marijuana is I'm sorry, the pot that you use to cook <laughs> the popcorn. There we go. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. No, that's really the way to go. It is. A friend of ours does that and works great. Easy to clean. So nice. And it's also a lot faster. My stir crazy would take like four or five minutes to do it. And if you do it over the stove, it's like two. If you want marijuana popcorn, by the way, I think you have to barbecue it though. (laughs) But but here's how it works. So like when when you're barbecuing chicken and then you baste like some oil on it and then you throw some, here's the trick, actual dried basil over the chicken on a barbecue Come in, let it cook for a second. You come back. It smells like marijuana. We actually chicken thought marijuana popcorn. Yeah, like marijuana it. chicken. So if you can figure out a way to make the dried basil smell like marijuana in your popcorn popper, then there you go. But it does on a barbecue. Tell you what. I'll tell you what. Mm. Don't don't want to live next to a cop. No. Well, no, don't. Well, no, sure I mean, don't. you know, here in Colorado, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Captain. Right. How about you? How are you surviving all of this right now? Well, I'll tell you what. I got to say two things. First off, for some weird reason, I've been reading the heck out of World War II memoirs. Interesting. I've been going through them like two or three a week, and there are so many of them, Brian. Hmm. I used to be a big World War II buff, and you know I'm a history guy, but what I'm really getting out of them is it reminds me how easy we have it even now. I mean, the things these guys went through in that conflict, it's just crazy. Yeah. But it's fascinating to read about their experiences and their trials and tribulations in that conflict. The other thing that's been keeping me sane is uh, I went on a Hunger Games movie marathon. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I got to tell you, I actually got a little bit of exercise doing that because whenever whenever Jennifer Lawrence was on screen, I actually, I instinctively gyrated my hips a little bit. Oh. So, a lot. So, like six hours of gyrating? Like just ab ab workout. My core is just burning up right now from that. And that was like several days ago. So, anyway, yeah, Hunger Games marathon. I love it. I'm glad I did it. Do you want to That's know? That's all I've been doing. I've never seen <laughs> Mockingjay. I've seen the first two. Loved the second movie. It was wonderful. Yeah, Cat- was good. Yeah. What was it? Catching Fire? Is that what the one? Or- yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I loved it. Uh, and I never saw, I read the books and for whatever, and I get the same thing. Like, liked the first book, loved the second book, could not stand the third book. Something about it was just so depressing for me and I was just like, uh, eh. Yeah. So I never wanted to go see the movie. And I don't know if the movie was It's two as, movies. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. Are they as depressing as the book or are they no. a little bit nicer? I yeah. also hated the third book. Oh, and, I'm I not mean, alone. Okay. I thought the movie was better. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever, mm-hmm. but no. I liked it better than the book. Okay. None of them are the greatest I movie ever. I but never say. <laughs> this is one of those situations where I can honestly say I've not read the books. Oh, wow. Um, I've only seen the movies. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the contents of all the books are, are and the movies are depressing. That's why they cast Jennifer Lawrence. So it makes it a little better, right? Because she's so depressing. She's so, everybody gets a little exercise. Yeah. 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 A little ex- she, she's exercise <laughs> inducing. Nothing, well, nothing gross or inappropriate. Come on. You know, it's, Just, it's Wayne's world. Schwing. You yeah. know, that's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Now to say, to be fair on this one though, I don't think you're actually going to miss anything by not reading the books because, well, again, I haven't seen the third movie, but the first two movies were dang close to the books. They did a really mm, good job. Yeah. I thought I got a chance to do some video, exciting video with Andrew Alliance. Remember Andrew? He's been on the show. Yeah. Well, he's got his own show as well. We were, we were hanging out and it was so funny. We did discord video, by the way, which was surprisingly easy. And I got my cameras finally set up, which was nice because I've got, you know, a couple of those, those webcam, the Logitech C nine twenties that everybody's always recommending. And I was like, you know what? These angles are looking good. And of course I'm always looking good. So there's that, but I'm just excited to do (laughs) some video and I've talked about it. That is why, I mean, we talked, you know, last time it's like, that's why I built the black beast of, so I need to use it and utilize it. Now here's the thing though. I said this before. The thing that's holding me back with video is the detailed editing. I'm not interested in it. I don't have time to figure it out right now. So I'm going like, should we just kind of do like real and raw or maybe some super basic editing just to get those videos moving? What do you think? 
What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Should I edit or should we just go to town and, you know, all of our mistakes like and ums and uhs and all that there right there. Booyah. What do you think? Raw, raw dog. That's my opinion. Raw dog. Raw dog. Okay. So I have some title ideas. All right. In fact, some different ones because we've got various people that are interested in doing some videos here. We've got real and raw with TRB. Mm, yeah. Cameras on <laughs> pants off. Yeah, yeah. Um, now this is a good one because you know, Rob dog, drop dog. He's, he's famous for, you know, certain bodily things. So farting around with TRB and drop dog <laughs> and he could just farting around, you know, audibly do that farting around, farting around. Um, I like this one. I want to do a fashion show called Fishers of men with Bruce and Bryce. <laughs> I've been talking about that for years. No one ever takes me seriously on that. How about captain influences scintillating 24 hour marathon of deep thoughts? You know what? One huh. of these days, not too far from now, we're going to have oh enough gosh. deep thoughts built up that we could do that. Yeah. My next shrine. There you go. Yeah. I have one the for you, Miss Ice. Here's, what? here's okay. one. You could do right a show already. Here's the title. I'm an introvert. Leave me alone with Miss Ice or, or with Perfect. yourself because, you know, you're introverts. So you don't actually like maybe you just mm-hmm. don't even be there. Maybe it's just like an mm-hmm. hour of silence. What kind of an introvert goes out to eat with her friends all the time? Exactly. Oh, yeah. my. That's a great question. Hey, See? I'm not going, Topic but I'm still two. an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you can cover on your show. What do you think? I was thinking about curating other people to be on these episodes or on these like little mini shows. That's a great idea. And it's not just me. It's like UHF. You remember that with Weird Al? That movie? Oh, yeah. 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 Have you seen that, Miss Ice? I have no idea what UHF okay, is. Okay, you need to look oh, up okay. UHF and watch. It's from like 1989. It's Weird Al Yankovic, and it's just, it's funny. It's good. Classic. Okay. Yeah. It's like Wayne's World was funny once upon a time. So It's still funny. We'll see. Yeah. Wayne's World. I think I've heard of that one. UHF is better than <laughs> Wayne's World, though. I can say that much. <laughs> but no, those, I really am actually very excited about video. So working on it currently right now, and I'm actually thinking about doing, yeah. like moving even. I, I, I'm not sure. Like, would I move our interviews to video only? instead of here on the podcast. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, you got to think about that one for a while. Cause I, I really, the interviews are so good as is. I don't know how that would translate to video, to be honest. It yeah. could be better though. I mean, if you could see the beautiful faces of some of the people that I'm interviewing, you just, you never know. And for those that are ugly, we'll just put a paper bag over their head. It's fine. That would be fine. I'd really watch no that. Yeah. <laughs> or one of the various options people have chosen for wearing masks in public. Have you guys oh. seen some of those memes? No. no, no. Which ones? Oh my gosh. So my cousin sent it to our group me thread last night. But I mean, people are finding all sorts of clever ways to, you know, if they don't have access to CDC approved masks, there was like a plastic horse head. There oh, was yeah. somebody had, had like <laughs> duct taped a sponge around her oh, mouth. I'm nice. like, how do you breathe through that? Somebody else had used like the inside of a two liter pop bottle and cut out a frame for his head so that he could like stick his head inside of it. Oh, gosh, <laughs> this is funny. Oh man. They are hilarious. I'll have to find it and send it to you. Guys. Yeah, please do. I'd love to hear it. I remember this miss ice. You were praying to the TRB shrine recently and yes, mm-hmm. I heard one of your prayers about how you're kind of nerding out on baths right now. Oh yeah. Wow. You don't miss anything. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> what a leading question. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> baths? So, even like before, no, like not like bath salts, but like Just legit baths. baths. Like you draw a bath with warm water, hot water, put some bubbles in it and just like sit in there for an hour. It's the uh, weirdest thing. I didn't know people actually did this. Oh my, a lot. So Cal- I'm sure to Calgon take me away. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. I have not heard of that. Bubble baths used to be a big thing. Yeah. A big thing. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just starting to get into them and partly because I'm trying to like not work so much and so if I if I draw a bath I won't go back to working after I take my oh. bath I'll, like, I'll go to bed yeah so it's like <laughs> yeah, a ritual also, yeah it's a ritual and but also like so, so I'm using bath bubble salt. bath uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what it's called they're like it's the, the popular brand or whatever for Calgon uh, is it Epsom salts or something <laughs> oh well there's that yeah it's not Epsom salts it's the Epsom bath bubbles or I don't know. I don't know enough about this to know what I'm talking about. All I know is that, I mean, I don't do it a lot yet, but I I'm enjoying it as a, as a change of pace. So like something to get me to slow down and stop and just sit and be cool and not do anything else, which I don't do a lot. Yeah. Awesome. 
That's I'm really jealous. neat. I would totally take baths, except I, as a six, four person, I don't fit yeah. in tubs and it's annoying for me. So like half of me is always out of the water, yeah. which is not relaxing. So yeah. if, if we had I one of those that. giant big tubs that, you know, some of those nice fancy houses have, I'd totally do it because it is relaxing. It's nice. It is. That's cool. That reminds me, I'm closing on a house next week, Brian, that has a hot tub. Dude, so you could take your own little version of baths, except you don't probably want to throw bath salts in those things or I'm going to be the owner of a hot tub. You just got to use it every night, man. Because it's relaxing. In fact, to be perfectly honest, we'll probably end up selling the damn thing. Who knows? (laughs) But we're going to use it for a while. We'll see how it goes. Oh, man. I mean, it's minimal maintenance. It's not the maintenance part. It's just, I mean, we're not used to having one and but you might be surprised how much you would use it or are you like if you yeah. go and use one and you're just like wow this is kind of refreshing then you might be surprised but you know if you use it and you're just kind of like that's nice then yeah why keep it yeah I we're, I mean, we obviously did not buy the house for the for the hot tub at all it was just sure. like oh cool it has a hot tub too all right bonus yeah exactly <laughs> finally saw the new mr rogers movie beautiful day in the neighborhood with tom hanks you know we watched mm. that won't you be my neighbor from Gosh, was that? Tw- I think it was 2018. That was the actual documentary. Yeah, which was yeah, I did see just that. bloody fantastic. I loved yes. that documentary, and I'm actually glad I watched that first before seeing this one because one is I got a chance to see how absolutely brilliant Tom Hanks was acting Fred Rogers. It was almost spot on. It was just absolutely mm. incredible. So you know when you see the documentary and then you see this, you're just like, wow, good job. Second of so all, is the sorry, really quick question about yeah. the movie because I haven't seen it. Is the movie just like the documentary or is no. it more of like the show that he used to put on? Won't you be my neighbor is an actual documentary of Mr. Yep. Rogers. You've seen, I've that. seen that. Okay. One. Yep. So beautiful day in the neighborhood is Tom Hanks acting as Fred Rogers. It's a dramatization inspired by a true story. It's a biopic. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Wait, is that even the right word? Uh, no, yeah, it's, well, it's about it's about Fred Rogers, not about. I mean, it, it's about. It's not it's a, just. It's about, about it's his not, life. It's not like a reboot of the show. No, right. no, no, not at all. It's it's mostly actually about Lloyd Vogel, who wrote a awesome piece in Esquire back in like 1998 about Mister Rogers. So it's actually more about him and his interaction with Mister Rogers than it is about like Mister Rogers and the show. Even like I would say a third of the movie is about Mister Rogers, and the other two thirds is about Lloyd and his impact. Like Mr. Rogers okay. impact on him. So okay. yes, it's inspired by a true story. Very good, by the way. Yeah, it's incredible to watch actually. And I think they did a really, really cool job of it's just it, let me put it this way. It's a must watch. Everybody should see this movie at some point. You, you get to you get to you get to see it. Yeah. One thing I took away from this. In fact, this inspired a couple of various conversations. But the first thing I'll say is that everybody knows that Mr. Rogers was like amazingly positive and he was also very real and everybody would be like, Oh my gosh, you know, he's this crazy saint or, you know, how does he do this? Well in the movie. And of course, was this actually said by Fred's real wife? We don't know, but according to the movie, she said this, that he quote had a temper, but he would work every single day at how to respond to people in situations regardless. And Mm. then she said, you know, he would read scriptures every day. He would swim laps every day. He prayed for every person that he could think of by name every day. And he wrote hundreds of letters every week to specific people. And you just go, okay, yeah, that's, that's working hard at like, you know, having a great response and a great attitude. So I wish, I wish he was still alive. We could have interviewed him. What a great superhero. He's the personification of unleashing your superhero. He really is. Seriously. Yeah, totally. He's like the, the poster child for unleashing your superhero. So, and it's amazing too, because you know, I grew up watching him as a kid and then of course, getting into like middle school and on, I stopped watching him. But then now going back, seeing this documentary and then seeing this movie, it's just like, wow, you know, I loved him as a kid, but I had no idea how awesome he was. So incredible. Now, again, like I said, this inspired some various conversations, but one of the conversations, in fact, we've talked about this on the show before, but I had to bring it up again because I was actually talking with various people about this as well was, you know, you look at Mr. Rogers and everybody's like, you know, was he really real? Like, was this really him or was he playing a character? And, you know, you you really find out that this actually is him. This is truly who he is. But it's also his choice of response, too. So like his wife, quote, said in the movie is he had a temper. You didn't see his temper on the show. So it was I choose to be like this. This is really me. But this is like 
me trying to personify my best self. So I appreciated mm-hmm. that as well. And if we had that, we had a conversation on, on the show. I don't know. It's been, it's been a while ago, but I think even the episode was titled like how real can you really be? Do people really want real? And one of my clients, I was editing her show and, and she was talking about how no one wants to follow you. If you are not a confident person, if you are insecure for any reason, people will not follow you. So you have to be confident regardless if you want people to follow you. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. And then, you know, other people will say, you know, you have to be successful. You got to make a lot of money. You've got to look good. You've got to have a great body if you want to be successful. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about that because yeah, I'm not that successful. I'm so one of those people. Oh, that's that. true. Look how, <laughs> look how amazing you are. I can see through the fakeness in most people most of the time. So if I can see their fake, I am not going to follow them. I don't care how confident they are. So well, that, you and I are still friends. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, are we though? Um, and you're not fake though. Yeah, that's true. So that's when I got to step back and say, well, do people really want real or is it too vulnerable for people? And then I was having an, another chat with one of my other clients, by the way, Miriam Shulman, check her out. If you are an artist or an inspiring artist, the inspiration place, she's awesome. She's doing a lot right now, especially for people stuck at home. And she was talking about, in fact, I love this. She said, people want to see your scars, but they don't want to see your scabs. And I was like, well, no, that's fascinating. Yeah. Good you're, way to put it. Yeah. If you're kind of like, okay, I don't get that. It's like, well, scars have healed. No. You've overcome them. And, you know, you're probably willing to show your scars off their battle wounds, you know, and you're, you're probably willing to talk about what actually happened. But when you're scabbing, your scabs are, you know, ugly and you don't want to show gross. off that. And that's gross. And it's kind of like when you're in the middle of a situation, you, if you talk about it, it's probably not going to come out very well. And people don't necessarily want to know. It's like, it's too much for them. Unless it's like your inner circle, right? But otherwise it's just too much for people. And then of course, if you're picking at your scabs all the time, they're never going to heal. So you have to overcome those scabs in order to get to the scars. It was a really good conversation, but good metaphor, dude. Yeah. I loved that, but I I like it. This, this Mr. Rogers movie really inspired me that it's like he was real and yet chose to still be the best version of himself and to respond in a healthy manner. And that's mostly what people saw. So I, I guess it comes down to, and I'm, I'm going to you know punt this to you two. How real can you really be based on what we just talked about here? And do you agree or disagree or what? The really interesting part, especially having so recently been through just like the depths of grief is that, like I'm still definitely scabbing. I have not, I don't have scars yet. I I am still very much in the scab state, but you begin to learn who wants to know and who doesn't. So like, even though there are some situations where you can't be real, there are so many more situations where you can be real because there are so many other people that are hurting just like you are. Yeah. And I think with how social media has transformed a lot, you end up finding those people easier than you ever have in the past. And so that's where I'm kind of like hesitant around what do I actually think on this? Because I like, especially with something like grief, you can, you can be a, a really big downer really fast. Totally. And it can, it can really isolate people and really keep you from developing relationships because it's, I mean, but it's also very, I mean, it's also very real. So I'm not very good about hiding what I feel. I I usually only admit three feelings. You know, I, I can feel awkwardness. I can feel anger and I can feel grief, you know, and everything else I kind (laughs) of suppress and ignore. (laughs) So so which, which one are you doing right now? Awkwardness, anger, or grief? Yes. All of probably awkwardness. (laughs) Probably awkwardness. You know, just, I mean, (laughs) I mean, like, because I'm talking about grief, I would, I would, I would group it into that where I'm, I'm very comfortable talking about grief now. And so if you ask me a legit question, I am going to answer you as real as I am. You know, I'm not going to dance around it, but I never would have been able to do that before. I never would have been able to talk. Well, I I probably could have talked to people about loss and stuff, but there's no way I could have understood, you know? And so where I think I'm going with this is that you can try to be real, even if you don't understand, but there are, there's still like levels of that. So maybe that's where it ends up coming out the most is like, if you try too hard to 
be real for something that you don't really know, it ends up coming across fake, in which case you're not intentionally trying to be fake. It's just coming across that way. Yeah. Does that? Oh, I know exactly how that is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that's good. And I, so my question for you then is, do you think that being real can mostly only happen in smaller group settings or with a limited amount of people essentially? Or can you Hmm. just be like, I'm real. Here you are. Suck on this suckers, you know, like just posting it out to thousands of people. Here it is. Oh, I mean, I do that. I like my blog. I blog about my grief a lot and not so much in like recent months, but I used to do like a weekly blog about how I was dealing, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I would have just this enormous response from people going, Oh my gosh, I'm going through the same thing right now. Or I, nobody's been able to express this the way that you just described it, you know, and this is exactly how I'm feeling. So I feel like I can do that really easily, but I also can't imagine being any other way than the way I am. So I might not be the best source of information for that one. Well, no, the reason I ask is because, and I'm glad by the way, I really am for you that that's actually turned out positive. When I've expressed grief, it usually turns people away. Mm. And so I've found that I can really share my grief with Sarah and Mm. usually that's it. And like, Mm. you know, even dealing right now with this time, it's like I've dealt with anxiety. I have dealt with fear. And when I've tried to talk with people about it, they don't want to hear it. And usually what happens is they want to talk about what they're dealing with. And so I'm the listener or they just don't even want to talk about it. And so it's been me and Sarah and I don't want to overload her, but then it's like, well, I got to talk about it. I got to get this out, but I also don't want to dwell on it. And I do want to overcome and move forward. Yeah, that's me being real, but it is amazing how many people don't care. So I don't know. Maybe it's how I deal with it. I deal with it in a way that's very, maybe it's too much for people. I don't know. But you know, the way you're doing Mm -hmm. it is you're writing it out. It's raw, but I'm sure you're crafting the words as well versus like just talking. If that makes sense. Yeah, I do spend a lot of time. I I mean, I spend a lot of time crafting it in the way that I want to present it, which is still real. It's just maybe fine-tuned. Fine-tuned, yeah. yeah. Like if I, you I were did, to talk it out. I wanted to out. say that without like, I'm I'm not even saying that you aren't articulate or even well thought out, but sometimes when you stop and write it down, you end up it's, like, it's I edited. know I end up going back through and taking yeah. out a lot of things that I'm like, okay, maybe that's going too far. <laughs> well, so, you know, I'm joking around about doing a video show called Real and Raw, but the the reality with that is that if it's, if it's not edited, it's raw. And right. so there are times where, you know, we'll have a conversation on the show and I'll go back and take that conversation out because it's not necessarily good to send out to the listeners. Then again, now I'm starting to question, well, maybe it was a good idea to send it out. Maybe that's what we need to do is sometimes be a little bit more raw and transparent mm-hmm. or maybe not. This has kind of been my question because the truly successful people that I have seen and try to learn from, they're always positive. And to me, that's not real because there's no way I don't care who you are. There's no way that a super successful person has just had it easy and they'll say, well, you know, I had it hard and it was tough, you know, and I had to work my way up here. Are you equating positivity with ease of life? uh, No, 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 no. Positivity is one thing. And like I said, to me, positivity is a choice, but positivity does not negate the experiences and the emotions that you went through. So So you think that often when people are overly positive, they're kind of ignoring the fact that things have gone wrong and not being honest about the things that have gone wrong. Well, okay. So I'm going to throw this one out. This is something you'll, well, I think we can all understand because we've all been there, but I'm throwing church out. Okay. Oh, oh, we went to religion. No, trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been at various churches that are, you know, super positive and everything's happy. And, you know, it's, it's very much the, you know, if you do this, you'll live a great life kind of thing, even though you might have hardships but we don't talk about hardships here kind of thing. And when something happens, when someone makes a mistake, when something bad happens, you know, it gets shoved under the rug and definitely not presented in front of the congregation. Well, so in one hand, it's like, okay, let's be positive and let's lead people in the, the right direction. Let's help people to choose a healthy path. Sure. But that's not real. That's not acknowledging the fact that this person messed up this bad situation happened. You don't have to dwell on it. You don't have to say, oh my gosh, here we go. You know, you can say, acknowledge the the crap, the poop and the ice cream, (laughs) acknowledge it. (laughs) And now how do we, so for example, somebody, 
I'm not going to go into specifics. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but someone comes in and says, you know, I'm dealing with this right now. I'm depressed. I'm having a hard time. You can work with that. You know, that person should acknowledge what they're going through. They should be able to freely express what's going through their mind and how they're feeling and everything else. And then what they should do is say, all right, now I need to work towards overcoming this and choosing a healthy response. Okay. We just talked about this with Mr. Rogers. That's what he did. So what is it going to take to get there? But the thing is, is you're not pretending like the negative didn't happen. That's what I'm trying to say by positive versus real. If we're negative, then we're just dwelling on the crap all the time. Did that make sense or not? <laughs> hmm. I think so. That was deep, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. No, I, I, it's good because I mean, I, a lot of us right now are processing our emotions with what's going uh-huh. on right now. And a lot of people are ignoring them. They're yeah. totally pretending like nothing's going on and they're just trying to like, I don't want to deal with it, but it's there. And if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you one way or the other. So dealing with it's important, acknowledging it's important, but not dwelling on it is also important. So that's where I think it's a valid time to discuss this, even though I don't want to talk about that situation, but that's what I mean by being real. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Miss Ice. I think I would have gone a different direction had you not concluded in that way. But I mean, the hardest part in all of this, no matter who you're talking about, if you're talking about a group of friends or talking about church, you know, like, we're, we're dealing with people yeah. who have really real raw things happening to them every day. And I think part of the problem is that people don't even realize they have a choice. Mm. You know, it's, it's not even a conscious thing that it's a choice to do one or the other. It's this has happened to me and I respond instinctively to it, which is something that I have worked very hard to unwind personally mm-hmm. where I try not to react instinctively, even though it is very instinctful to react to things that happen. Like I really tried hard to first process and then react because when you don't, you know, then you have those situations where you're just kind of like depression is, is addictive. Like, yeah, it is like rolling in that is all consuming and it occupies you in a way that, very few other things do like you, you can feel the opposite, the extreme, like maybe being in love or I don't know for me, when I find like a story that I am totally invested in, it's so consuming. I think about it constantly, like, especially when I'm writing a book, you know, like I get to know my characters so well that I could have a conversation with them without anybody else in the room. Like I could be talking to a character to figure out how to write dialogue, you know? So there are certain things that can be so addictive. Yeah that you don't even realize you have a choice to do something differently. And I kind of feel like all of this isolation is going to make people realize that they do have a choice. Hopefully, you know, it's like, have you been seeing those reports about people being like, Oh yeah, I figured out that I don't even like my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard those things? Uh -uh. It's everywhere. It's like, uh, yeah, my kids are home all the time and I realize I just don't like them. Oh, <laughs> that's like, funny. But there's so many things about teenagers that are socially acquired. Yeah. They, they are the way they are because of their friends. But without their friends and with a stronger influence on, of their parents so much more frequently, people are going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, the social dynamics of this whole situation are fascinating uh, yeah. just the various ways things can play out in different families and, and households and whatnot it's just i mean that whole not liking your kids is just one thing i mean i, I can't <laughs> imagine how many people are starting to hate their spouses or mm. love their spouses more or well, uh, that's the other thing is that the the divorce rate in china is going up oh no yeah because they're getting sick of each and other and that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah you want to know what's amazing speaking of that like I work from home. Sarah works, you know, we don't see each other very often and she's been working from home now and I love it. Yeah. Like this too. is great. <laughs> so yeah, some people can't stand each other and I'm like, well, okay. It'll either divide you or bring you closer together and yeah. then yeah. you'll really understand how you feel and realize you have to make a choice. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, speaking of crazy relationships and dynamic changes of people and everything else and marriage is not working out. Love is blind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this show, man, awesome I, I'm telling you, like, you're I, welcome. I, I was so at first when I wrote, when I wrote down my show notes, I'm like, 
I don't know if I can finish this show, man. This is like, uh. <laughs> well, then this is on, the, get this through is the it. Don't you want to know what happens? Read. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. It's like, I want to know what happens, but I don't want to go through it. Well, so then I'm like, well, what if I were to watch it in the background while gaming? So I'm not really paying 100% attention. Well, yeah, because you really there don't you need to. And I'm like, oh, OK, this is better. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tolerable, you know, because there's yeah. some things you just can't watch when you're gaming because you really can't focus on both. But this is not one of them. Right. You know, you can be like, whatever. So. There we go. I'm getting there. You're getting through it. There's some interesting <laughs> things. There's some that I'm like, yep, called that. Didn't think they'd stay together. So I'm like, oh, interesting. I mean, not that they are as of this point only. I, I won't say anything. I don't yeah. know who's staying together <laughs> or not yet. That's my real answer, but I'm calling it's, it's it as a, I'm like, I don't know. For me, my wife and I, it was a very surface show to watch. Oh, yeah. It was just it's very so basic. And, it's just and, it's so funny. <laughs> To the people involved, especially once you get through the whole thing, and I, I think you realize uh, to them it was an inve- an emotional investment to some extent, oh, of course, for one sure. extent or another. But and you have to appreciate that from an entertainment perspective, total surface. It was just yeah. hey, you guys are idiots, or oh, I hope they oh they're yeah. so in love. Or, uh, it's just yeah. Well, okay. So to be fair, though, this is an interesting thing that I wouldn't want to be on a reality show for this reason, but. <laughs> they even talk. I think it was uh, Jessica was talking about how she, Jessica, dude. yeah, she wants to commit <laughs> to seeing the experiment through to the end. And that brought me to go, okay, think about this. You're on a TV show. You've got a camera stuck in your face all the time. There's no way that you can real again. This, this was one of the other things that inspired the real discussion. You can't really be real in this whole thing because you want to put on a show you want to look good. You don't want to be the jerk that everybody talks about. Oh, but then again, it happens and it's not a normal environment for anyone. So not even, order, not even that sort of, yeah. said, yeah. And of course, these things aren't going to work out like they should. It's weird, but it's fun. Good job. Uh, yeah, I finished the boys, by the way. <laughs> and my overall season review on this is that it's good. It was entertaining. It kind of drew you in in the beginning, but I was not impressed with the last episode. Leaves you on a cliffhanger for the second season, but I was just like, okay, wouldn't say that it deserves the crazy high ratings. Everybody, I mean, it's like an 8.7 or something, and I'm like, I'd maybe give it a seven something. It's good. It's not. Is that the Amazon Prime one? Yeah, and okay. there, as I mentioned last week, there are some things in there that I just like, no one should put those in shows. I'm sorry. Is that the one with the guy from Rohan? Rohan, I don't know. What's the actor's name that's in it? Uh, the guy know. from the with the from face Lord of the Rings. Yeah, oh, oh, oh! You're talking about Carl Urban? Yes. Oh yeah, he's in it, and he was great. Yeah, that's why he I was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah he played a uh, um um. Gosh, God, been in how, many, so much. how many hundreds of times have I watched Lord of the Rings? Now was I can't think of his a- name. Aomer or something like that, or yeah, Aomer. He's yeah. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. From, from, that's right. He wasn't. He was in that's Rohan. Hilarious. He was, of course, Doctor Mc, the, the reboot Doctor McCoy. Fantastic in that. Let me put it yes. this way: Carl Urban is amazing. He's just amazing. He was in. He was in Chronicles of Riddick, dude. Yes. Oh, he's one of those. Take us to the threshold, Brian. He is one of those beautifully diverse actors that can do almost anything. Beautiful. All right. You remember Young Justice? Miss Ice, you remember we talked. Of course to, I do. Yeah, we got to interview Greg Weissman, the actual yeah. creator and, and writer of Young Justice. I watched seasons one and two way back when we were doing, you know, Central City Underground and Aero Squad and all that. Season three came out last year, never watched it. And I thought, you know what? I need to watch these again. I don't even remember seasons one and two that much. The new season is on DC's streaming network, right? Yeah, yeah. So going back and rewatching one and two, and then I'm going to finally watch three. It's so good. I forgot how good that show I was, and it's so happy. The first two seasons. Oh, yeah. That's what all of the DC shows and movies and Justice League and all that should have been. Beautiful stuff. Season four of the Greenhouse Academy was awesome, fantastic. Again, happy show. Way too short. Very intense this season as well. And then Lord Thunder told me about Siren, which. I guess they're on the third season. I'd never even heard about it. So I'm like, what's this all about? Well, it's about sirens, mermaids. Hmm. It's very interesting. Very. It's like, it's one of those, you watch oh, the first episode and you're I've like, okay, that. I'm uh, call me curious now. So booyah, check that yeah. one out. And then mm-hmm. I understand that captain influences life is a story from Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Is that correct? Wow. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. What, what's that? <laughs> Oh, no, that, that was for you, Miss Ice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that'd be a really boring show if it was based this, on my life. This is 
not my usual type of show. So this is a musical show where, so this woman, the central character is a programmer who works for, you know, a tech company and she goes and gets an MRI. And then while the MRI is going, there's an earthquake. And so the soundtrack that she's listening to just like gets downloaded into her head. So (laughs) everywhere she goes, people are like singing and dancing out their feelings to her, but they're they're like hallucinations. So it's only things that she can see. <laughs> so that sounds when like I the say, plot line from an '80s sitcom, or I know it's so like I love it on so many different levels, but mostly because it is not my usual type of show. So I hesitate to recommend it to people, but it's super fascinating if you're looking for a little change of pace. The musical numbers are great. Mm-hmm. I think it's produced by Mandy Moore, oh, so yeah. you know it's it's got like that level of whatever musical but, um, genius, yeah, spunk, yeah, oh. yeah. But yeah, so she's a programmer. She has to deal with trying to understand people's feelings. And oh, I feel like funny. this is like a story of my life. Hilarious. All right. The fact that I don't actually get to watch people sing and dance out their feelings. But if we were to watch it, we would better understand you. Probably not. Okay. Actually, actually, probably <laughs> yes. We might have to talk about how many actual similarities there are between her and I at some point. But <laughs> okay. You know, I've heard really good things about that show. I've never watched it, but uh, everybody good. that I've heard that yeah. has watched it said it was fantastic. So good to know. It's got a really diverse cast and nice. they just pull in so many really talented people. And and those are the types of places. I mean, I do love musicals. I shouldn't even yeah. say that. It's not that I don't like musicals. It's just that I love sci-fi. And this is kind of sci-fi, actually. Oh, <laughs> so she's, it's I mean, sci-fi it's musical. sci-fi in the fact that she she talks about having powers, you know, oh. so like when somebody sings their feelings to her, she, she, she calls that having a power to hear what people are. Interesting. Really feeling, so. Okay. I, I'm going to at least check out the first episode just to see. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Captain, I know you took mango droplets recommendation last week. Holy cow, Brian. I've um, been watching Tiger King with my wife and oh my gosh, it's the biggest train wreck ever. Oh, daggum. I mean, like train wreck, uh, like it, you can't take your eyes off amazing show or just like, wow, this sucks, but it, it it's so bad. It's so good. Yeah, it's fascinating. No, it's, it's not bad. It's just fascinating that interesting how, how these people are. That's all I can say about it. You have to see it. It's okay. fascinating. But, you know, uh, my wife and I are mostly interested in and concerned with uh, the cats. But the people were awesome. Okay. Oh, my God, these people actually exist. What the hell's wrong with us type of way? <laughs> wow. That's really what it is. Um, okay. But you get to see a lot of big tigers and ligers. Especially Ooh. my favorite animal. It's just a, it's a different world, Brian. It's a totally different world. Okay. Well, then that would be interesting. I think you would like it. I highly recommend it. See, I love good recommendations of just kind of interesting things like that. So that's why we talked about them because everyone's like, what should I watch? I don't know. It's a, it's a documentary about some very different people. Yeah. I think my favorite part about the show is just like hearing what you guys are watching because I, (laughs) I am really hesitant to try anything new because I don't like being disappointed. Yes, I know. You know, and like it's mm-hmm. almost worse to be disappointed by a show than to not watch. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. I, I wait to hear what you guys think and then I usually try it depending on how you guys describe it or whatever. It, yeah. If it fits what I'm looking for. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, no, we, we, we try to be as honest as possible and also saying like these are our opinions and how it, you know, yeah. affected us. So you may have a very well, I mean, different it, opinion of it, too. It's totally. good for both sides of that, though, right? Like if you're wondering whether you should get into it and then you hear somebody talk about it and you're like, you know, that really doesn't sound like my kind of show. Yeah. That's also right. a good thing yeah. because we yeah. need to pare down our options. Exactly. <laughs> totally. I know. And people are like over binging. Yeah. 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 So you're right. We it's good. We don't need that curate the good content, but that's why we talk about this stuff too. I mean, we love it. Speaking of that, like games, even so much gaming going on, so many games to play on to borderlands three. Finally. In fact, I, uh, I created two characters just to kind of play with them for a minute to see what I liked and, uh, ready to go for our little gaming session. Hopefully this tonight, tomorrow night, we'll see. And yep. you know, it's funny is uh, season 20 of Diablo three came out and I was like, Oh no, well, I'll go back to that for a little while. That's one of those games. You can just shut your brain off and have a good time. But I know you're playing something, Miss Ice. I'm so glad you're a gamer now. I'm just like, oh, you don't even guys, know. When you say like, turn your brain off when it comes to gaming, I'm this like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> well, some games you I, can, trust me. But no, some games yeah, you absolutely Diablo cannot. Diablo is one of them. Yeah. 
I got lulled into this false sense of reality with all of the Batman games. So I was able to mm. play all of the PS3 Batman games and I loved them all. Nice. The last one was just like, I finally was getting the hang of it and it was super easy to me, but also still really fun. Yeah. Mass Effect, on the other hand, I am <laughs> awful. Okay, that's like, it. That's I can't. A, fig- I can't get out of the prologue. I'm just like I have no idea. It's what to incredibly do. complicated, and there is okay. way too much dialogue, in my opinion. Yes. Now, wait. And you the have to first keep making one? decisions about yeah. what you say. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, and it does well, affect that's, that's the entire game. I know, game. That, whole I know yes. that it does matter, yeah. but I just don't care. The first one I tried myself, and it was I just couldn't get through the first. Oh, you really? know, 30 minutes of gameplay. I was but I boat. played Andromeda all the way through the last one, which a lot of people didn't like that much. I loved that I played one. that from start to finish. I loved it. Yep. So, okay. That was wonderful. So maybe go to the third one and work my it's way back. Or fourth, it's actually the fourth one. Yeah. I, I've oh, heard, though. I only the, have the three. I have a, like a three pack. Or well, whatever. play them anyway. Try the third one because I've heard most of the opinions out there that Mass Effect 3 is the best of all. Oh, of them, see, so. and I heard everybody hated it because of the ending. Like if I, you I think played, they hated it because it was so good that the ending ruined the rest. It was like, this is so good. Why would you have this ending? Yeah, I, that's what I've heard, but well, I haven't played it yet. So. I mean, the thing about one is that here's the thing. Okay. One thing I've learned about dialogue when it comes to Mass Effect. Yes, it affects you. Sometimes you really just don't need to have that conversation. Just move on. Right. In fact, oh. one of the reasons I got stuck in any of the Mass Effect games, including Andromeda, is because I was for some reason, OCDing over being a completionist. And I'm just like, had to go to every single option and hear every single thing. I don't need to. I just need to go to the main story and maybe do a couple of fascinating side missions that interest me. And otherwise I just want to go through the story and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And if I want to go back and do side missions, I can, because I don't think you really have to do them in a certain order necessarily. So I don't know. I, to me, I mean like one of the things I loved about mass effect Andromeda was the Andromeda, the actual ship and just kind of spending time Mm -hmm. on the ship and just imagining like, wow, what if I had a ship like this? That would be so cool. So, and of course I heard that the, the ships in the actual mass effect games are really cool too. So I've not been on those. I'm going to go plaque. It's so funny. I'm in the same spot. You are got stuck in the first 45 minutes of mass effect and I didn't know what I was doing either. So I'm going to try it again. I just got, I just got sick of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm at that point too, where I'm like, I know that it probably gets better. Yeah. But I just can't even right now. (laughs) Just do the story, the main story. and Yeah. See what you can do. Okay. Yeah. That's very good. What I would do. So, I mean, those are just some of the games we're playing right now. There's more, there's a lot more I want to try, but you know, I can only handle like probably five or six at once because I'm a polygamous gamer. So (laughs) yeah. Anyway, um, by the way, I just had to share this amazing dish that Sarah made. It was gnocchi, which of course I love that stuff with butternut mm. squash and cheese. And it was actually a veggie dish. Mm. Yeah, so good. Sounds good. Any mm. one dish right now that you're like, dude, this was a great dish. Not know. popcorn casserole. Not popcorn casserole. Okay. <laughs> Bummer. Bean sprouts and broccoli. I have been trying different ways of roasting cauliflower. Ooh. Oh. That's and good. that has been really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I made like a, I mean, this wasn't exactly healthy, but my favorite one was a, oh my gosh, buffalo sauce. Ooh. Just like, <laughs> it was like this breaded mixture. Then you just like dump buffalo sauce on it. Nice. You have mm-hmm. to do something with cauliflower to make it edible. You just have to. I mean, yeah. broccoli yeah, and cauliflower, same family, but yeah. broccoli at least has a taste when you cook it. Cauliflower, you've got to spice the crap out of it or dump cheese on it or yeah there's mix this, it in with a soup there's this mediterranean restaurant here that does a appetizer that is just cauliflower but they i don't know what they do to it but the seasoning is absolutely beautiful oh yeah, it would be interesting but i'm sure there's a lot yeah. of like those middle eastern spices that are on it i wish i could figure it out but yeah mm, my see, sister go. is really good at those sorts of things like yeah. she spent so much time in the middle east that she like brought back this you know, I've been there, so I know what this is supposed to taste like, sort of yeah. reality. And uh, I try to emulate her. It's so hard. She's so good at it. <laughs> I know. Well, here's an easy way. Take a bunch of cauliflower, stick it on a plate, and then take a tire two-pound block of cheddar and just melt it. You're good. Oh, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, Sharp see? Cheddar. Oh, yeah. Boom. That's cheesy, boo Yeah. Mm. And then garnish it with popcorn. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. See? Can't can't leave out the popcorn sprinkle the popcorn on it so it kind of sticks to the cheese and then just grab a fork and Mm. go to town or a spoon okay guys i gotta go deep thoughts with captain influence 
was reading a war memoir this morning and listening to some 80s music when I began to imagine what it might have been like if the German panzers had big speakers and blasted She's So Fresh by Cool and the Gang as they raced across the Russian steppe. After a good belly laugh, I decided that the only different outcome would have been that the Germans had a great jam out before they died. Miss Ice, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you back. It was so much fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait to have you back again because, you know, it's good. It's, uh, yeah. Yes. Like I said, you you raised this show to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Thanks for praying. I get to sit back and listen. It's awesome. (laughs) Sort of. Yeah. You were there a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that sound. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Thank you for praying to the TRB shrine. I appreciate that. That is so honoring. You don't even know. Yeah. So here's the deal. We're going to link a couple of those videos and other things we mentioned in the show notes. So go there. RealBrianShow.com slash 220. And we will see you next Friday. Remember, not this Monday, but next Friday. Take a week, catch up, have some fun. You know what the music means? Oh, music. (laughs) We gotta go. I hear it and I didn't even have an MRI. Oh. Well, I hear like, maybe maybe that's why I've been hearing musicals in my head is because you keep praying to that shrine, Miss Ice. I I don't know what's (laughs) going on. All right. Hey, stay positive. Be real. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. This is The Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.